Do you know what the secret is to keep a baby's skin healthy? The secret is a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. You've heard me talk about Pampers Swaddlers on our podcast many, many times now, and that's because Pampers Swaddlers is the diaper for healthy baby skin. Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better than the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. And if you're a fan of Pampers, you've got to check out their new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes, which clean better than Huggies Natural Care and are five times stronger, so they resist tearing during a diaper change. With Free and Gentle, mess meets its match. And if you're like me and you love saving and getting rewarded for something you gotta buy anyway, like diapers, don't forget to download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. You can redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers free and gentle wipes for healthy baby skin. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you wanna tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of No Dumb Questions with Mel. I hope you're all having a wonderful day, whether you're listening on your drive, a walk around your neighborhood, or just on in the background as you do your work. Thank you so much for tuning in. Just so you guys could have a visual, I am currently sitting in my closet like I usually do and feeling a little nervous and hesitant because today's topic is going to be a bit more heavy. It's one that I was waiting to do for a while because I just needed time to mentally be ready to talk about it. And that topic is going to be around my relationship with my body image and just my physical self. Before we get started with that topic, let's kick everything off like we usually do with what did I Google this past week's segment? So the latest thing I Googled was the cast of the Korean drama Moving. Yes, this will be my plug for sharing my latest favorite show. I haven't been hooked on a Korean drama in a very long time, and this drama just does it for me. Like, I'm legit at the point now where I'm waiting for new episodes to drop every week. I don't know when the last time this happened. Probably was The Glory. I Googled the cast because it's just, like, straight up stacked. Like, if you watch Korean dramas and Korean movies, you, if you look at the cast, you're like, oh my gosh, this has to be good. It has Han Hyoju. She's an actress from W, which is, like, one of my other favorite dramas. Happiness and the movie The Beauty Inside. I just think she's gorgeous. Like, naturally stunning. And it also has the actor Jo In-sung, which I know a lot of people love. Like, he's very attractive, and I see why. And the other actor is, like, Yoo Sung-rong. I'm so sorry if I mispronounced that. But whenever I see his name, like, literally in a movie or a drama, I'm like, this has to be good. Because he is such a phenomenal actor. Like, I first saw him in the movie Miracle in Cell Number 7. And wow, like, crazy how he got into the role. That movie will make you ball like a baby. And I highly recommend it. He was also in the other movie, Extreme Jobs, and the Korean drama and the Korean uh, series Kingdom with the Zombies. My God, like that is also a very good drama if, you want to, if you're looking for something intense and crazy. But moving is about a group of teenagers and how they have these superpowers, kind of like X-Men, but it also goes into like the, the parents' stories and their journey with their powers. So both the parent and the children have like superhero, like supernatural powers. It also shows how everyone's story intertwines throughout each episode that focuses on each character, which I find super compelling and adds to the character development. 
So if you're looking for a new show that captivates your attention and you like the slow build of the characters, definitely check this one out. I've been currently watching on Hulu, but I heard it's also on Disney Plus, but don't quote me on that. So as I was thinking about how I wanted to share this topic, I was just sitting down at my desk and formulating my thoughts. And as I was putting my thoughts into words, I just thought about the story kind of as of a chapter book and I titled every segment. So as I share this episode, this will be kind of like an audiobook. And again, I want to say that this is my own experience and everyone has their own relationship with their body. Like the way you see me can be really different in how I see myself and that same goes for you. The way you see yourself and your relation with your body can be very different than how others see you. I just ask everyone listening to listen with respect and understanding of all of this as I share my story. I also want to share a little bit of a content warning before I dive in that, again, this is my personal journey and how I view everything is through my perspective. I will be talking through some details, maybe talking about nutrition, maybe diet, and just fitting of clothes and hopping on a scale. So if any of those things make you feel uncomfortable, totally this is the time to just sign out of this episode. And I totally understand, but just want to let everyone know that that will be coming. So the first chapter or segment, I'll title it The Beginning. I thought it'd be really helpful to kind of just set the foundation and the background in terms of like, what is what was my relation to my body? How was it like growing up for me? And like, how did I perceive my physical body and nutrition. In terms of my physical body, I always identified as being not athletic and sporty at all. And that was a label I put on myself because in elementary school, all the way to high school, I hated PE. Like I hated physical sports. I did not like any athletic things because maybe I was bad at it and it made me actually really uncomfortable. Like I didn't like being uncomfortable in my body, like running. I'm a 16 minute mile runner. Like that's just me. Like I end up walking and I just dreaded PE and I just wasn't sporty. And I think due to this distaste or dislike in physical activity, I just put this label of like, you're not athletic, Mel. It is what it is. You don't like it. And I think due to that, I didn't really pay much attention to my body. It's like I avoided it. I did swim in high school a little bit, but I kind of gave that up pretty quickly. In terms of my nutrition, I grew up in a household where everything was heavily salted and everything had a lot of sauce. Like my mom and my and my grandma and most of them cooked with just a heavy hand on the sauce. Like there's bottles and bottles in my pantry. And this might be TMI, but it was like kind of typical in my family to like have diarrhea the next day, sometimes depending on the meal. And we didn't care. Like that didn't ring as like, oh, that's bad. It's more like, oh, you just had spicy food. Like that was the normal thing. We did have like, I would say we have a semi-balanced meal where like there's always a sauteed veggie and like a fruit for dessert, but everything else was like salty. And we never talked about like having a balanced meal growing up or like that should be healthy. Like that was never discussed in my house at all. This unawareness of both fitness and like nutrition, in my body, like this non-existent relationship took a turn a few years ago, which was pretty recently and just kind of changed my perception and perspective on everything. Do you know what the secret is to keep a baby's skin healthy? The secret is a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. You've heard me talk about Pampers Swaddlers on our podcast many, many times now, and that's because Pampers Swaddlers is the diaper for healthy baby skin. 
Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better than a leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. And if you're a fan of Pampers, you've got to check out their new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes, which clean better than Huggies Natural Care and are five times stronger, so they resist tearing during a diaper change. With Free and Gentle, mess meets its match. And if you're like me and you love saving and getting rewarded for something you gotta buy anyway, like diapers, don't forget to download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. You can redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers free and gentle wipes for healthy baby skin. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The Demon of Comparison After some reflection, I will say that one of my not-so-great characteristics is that I tend to compare myself with others around me. And even though I had like random spurts of confidence as a teenager, for most of my life, I always felt like I was never the attractive one. I was never the hot one. I didn't physically feel very confident or like I hadn't mixed. It's like a, it felt like it wasn't consistent growing up. It was always like, I felt okay. Like I felt like, yeah, I'm cute enough. Like I can't get the popular guy, but you know, like it's so it's okay. And I constantly felt like I was like fourth, fifth, or sixth place. I never felt first. And I do think that probably did something to my my perception. I think this hyper awareness definitely comes from comparing myself. And I always had groups of friends where there was that girl or that person everyone liked. And that never was me. But even though I was aware about this behavior, it never really rocked me or made me feel extremely insecure until we went to video for ABG a few years ago. I think at this time, we were during the pandemic, and we started video and started the series called Dear ABG. This is the first time in the last three years prior that we were going on to video versus just being on audio, where I could just kind of like, again, like this episode, I could be in my closet recording an episode. No, I had to be on camera now. I was for like the plan to go on to videos. I was like, I love video. It's fun. Not recognizing how some, uh, how I didn't know it would make me feel a certain way. And to be honest, nothing was really harshly said about my looks. But for the first time, I saw myself on camera and on video on YouTube on a weekly basis. And then I started to compare myself physically. To be honest, like, I don't think it's actually normal to film yourself and watch yourself weekly. Like, that's not something we do every day like brushing our teeth or using the restroom. Maybe it is like normal now for content creators, but I think that shift wasn't normal for me. Like that, I was like, I didn't under, I didn't like, yeah, it was just not a normal behavior that I had or was used to. I think part of our work process is that I have to review the video and make edits and notes. And I'm just like, I think making edits and like giving notes to your editor, I'm just like literally just picking out everything I didn't like with myself. And I was like, oof. You know, I was like, you know that saying where like you take a photo with your group of friends and you're always looking at you to see how you look. I think I was doing that with video, but like in a very intense way. So then the toxic behavior I had of comparison from my adolescent years came roaring back in an intensity I just never thought was possible. Even to this day, like reflecting back at the time, 
I don't know how it came got to this intensity of like the comparison. It could be, you know, maybe I was dealing with the pandemic. Maybe I just wasn't happy internally. Maybe other things go on in my life that I just wasn't, maybe I just wasn't happy with myself. But after a few months of just comparing myself constantly and seeing myself on video, I mentally got to a place where I was my own worst critic and I felt the worst about myself ever in my life. I started to see myself as less than because I felt so ugly and I really got to a place where and just I just felt so ugly like in general. I could barely look at myself in the mirror and I just started to harshly criticize my body. Like I would literally like scan down my whole head to toe and be like, I don't like that. I don't like that. And in some ways, I feel like I was blaming my body for my dissatisfaction with myself. Like I was blaming. I was like, they're the reason why I feel ugly. This is the reason why. Like I hated this. Like I hate my legs. I hate all this stuff. And oof, sorry. I get like, I think sometimes talking about it brings like moments of it back, which is so, it is scary. This period of my life deeply scared me because I have never been in this place before. I've never like, I never criticized myself where I felt like I was being a monster towards myself. I think because of how I knew I was perceiving my own body and just my physical being, I started trying less with how I looked. I started buying more comfy clothes, which for me, comfy clothes means elastic bands. Like I want to wear things that doesn't feel tight, no denim. I just want to like hide my body essentially. And I just stopped doing my hair and makeup. Like I just stopped caring. And obviously we're during the pandemic. So it's kind of like even a greater excuse to like, I'm not gonna try even harder. Like why? I was probably in this period, this dark whole thing for like I don't even know how many months it was like it was a it was like it was a while it was like a couple of months I don't I can't remember how long it was but I I started going to therapy and to talk about this and through therapy I started doing I started doing these daily affirmations for myself like I would literally have a post-it note and sorry I would have to get post-it notes and write and remind myself of things that I was really proud of myself or happy about. I think I still have the post-it notes somewhere. I, I kept them. But it would be like, I'm so proud of you for, I don't, I don't remember what I said, to be honest. But I think I focus mostly on my personality or like soft traits and not talk about physical attributes. So every morning I would write one to three and I would literally post these notes on my mirror. So whenever I, or I, I used to have a mirror wore like a mirror closet thing that I would wake up to so that was the first thing I saw as reminders and also during this time I did turn to my friends I turned to Helen I turned to Janet I turned to my other friends and they really helped they they gave me a lot of encouragement and a lot of them also like my friends from back home too like you also learned during this time that you're not the only one feeling insecure about yourself and I did find comfort in that I think through months of like therapy and the affirmations and just like talks, I felt like I was able to get out of this darkness and I was able to climb out of this deep ditch that I dug for myself. Even though I was able to get out and was aware of this black hole that I never knew existed in me, I felt a mix of two things. One, a part of me was very proud. Like I was like so proud of myself that I managed to get myself out of this mentality because I really didn't think I could. 
The other part of me, though, was very afraid that I would trip and fall in again. Because again, this behavior of comparison has been with me since elementary school. And that fear of like tripping and falling again has stayed with me ever since. The next chapter is called The Weight of COVID. After I got out of that toxic mentality, some behaviors did stay with me. And that was mostly wearing clothing with elastic bands or dresses just because they were easier and comfier to wear. I've always eaten like I've normally have. Like in the past, I never really ate that much protein. Like eating a chicken breast never appealed to me at all. I was like, Ugh, I'm not doing that. I was a very carb and veggie type of gal, like noodles all the way, maybe some like saute bok choy. Like that was, I've always been like that. I've never really changed my like food preferences. And I do want to say, um, I actually don't own a scale at home. Like my apartments that I lived in never had a scale for many reasons. I never wanted to fixate on a number because I didn't want to focus on how much I weighed. But maybe this is contradicting. But however, whenever I would go back home to the Bay Area and visit my family, this is a time I usually weigh myself. I would go back and meet three, four times a year. And I'd be like, okay, just want to check in. The few months after lockdown and a year after, when I would go back home and weigh myself, I noticed a gradual shift in my weight. And I was like, oh, okay, things are kind of changing. And with things opening up and social events picking up again, I started to grab for my usual pair of jeans and my, my trousers. And when I put them on, I realized I could not fit them anymore. And this was very shocking to me because from my previous experience, I've always stayed within the same sized range for the last decade or so. So I was like, whoa. I try to be very logical about this and just be like, okay, so what happened? Like, let's push my feelings aside really quickly. After reflecting, I soon realized my inactivity during the pandemic and maybe age had changed my body. Even though I never worked out on a consistent basis, I never realized how much I was on my feet running around for production at my previous jobs. Not having that job and being just like at home the whole time really hit me. And I'll be honest and say I tried to avoid feeling insecure for the longest time and lead even more into my comfy clothes. When I saw, when I saw all this change happening, I was like, okay, try not to think about it. It's okay. And let's just, let's, just, let's just wear sweatpants. It's fine. Like, it's fine. Which is also probably why I also did not notice the change. Like, I was literally in elastic things for the last three years i think i went back home another time and i checked my weight again and it went up again even more so and i went out of my like my range i went above like above my comfortable idea range after that moment i realized it was time to really change up my lifestyle and start working out which I soon discovered would become another obstacle I had to get through. Like, how does a self-labeled non-athletic girl start working out? How does someone who feels uncomfortable stepping into a workout class, like, move towards that direction? I had a lot of fear going to this, and I will share that on the next episode. Thank you so much for tuning in to the first part of this episode. The more I thought about this topic and started putting words down, this whole relationship and journey, I just realized it could not be shared with just one mini show episode. In part two, I share how I go outside my comfort zone and I joined Orange Theory and I did that for a year. And I also then share how the result was not what I expected and how it crushed me. 
Again, thank you so much for listening so far for, to such an intimate part of my life. If you resonate at all, please don't hesitate to comment or message me. Make sure to follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere else you get your podcasts. And with that, I'll see you on the next episode. Bye, everyone.